Welcome back to another wonderful Arsenio ZSL podcast. And oh my God, we are back with TOEFL idioms, people. God, I did not say idiots. I said idioms. All right. It has been, oh man, I'm thinking August or September was the last time I actually did one of these. Now, obviously I had put uh, together a cluster of so many different coaching sessions for my TOEFL ITP together just to show you guys how I coach and to give you nice some nice little insight into how to overcome the TOEFL ITP. Now, remember, those coaching sessions and courses are always and forever available. So if you're interested, you just make sure you let me know. <sighs> and in saying that, oh, man, let's dive in. Man. It has been such a long time. I'm so grateful to be back as always. And uh, man, let's go, let's dive right into this. And I'm going to try to put these out because I realize that um, first and foremost, there's an amazing soul out there on Spotify by the name of Angel Pascua, if I hadn't already mentioned him. And he had put together um, a number of different playlists for TOEFL IBT listening, reading, uh, writing, and speaking. And I am featured heavily in all of them. And obviously having the best TOEFL IBT podcast, uh, you know, on Spotify and stuff. So I'm so unbelievably grateful. Thank you so much on hell. If you are listening to me, big shout out to you. And with that being said, people, we are, and I know that my TOEFL idioms podcast, they always have a lot of plays. So let's dive into this lesson or mini lesson 1.5. Here we go. <laughs> Write these down, people. Write them down because I love them like I do my next breath, all right? And they go hand in hand with especially the TOEFL Listening podcast that you normally hear every Friday too, all right? So make sure you write them down. And with that being said, people, let's dive in. Here we go. Get the hang of something. That means to learn how to do something, okay? So getting the hang of something, it's like, uh, oh my God, I think it was in one of the TOEFL lessons. I forgot which one it was, but it was towards the end, module eight, nine, or 10. But uh, it, was, it was involving the verb used to. So as a matter of fact, it was the spatial verb uh, module uh, in regards to the, uh, yeah, in regards to verbs. And I believe that was module nine. And if that hasn't debuted just yet, it will. So it takes some getting used to, meaning that's another expression for you know, I'm getting the hang of it, meaning I'm learning how to do something. I'm getting better and better at it. So keep that in mind. All right. Give a hand. That means to applaud, to clap. You always hear this at the beginning of presentations, right? Before they introduce them, they give the whole charade, the whole blah, blah, blah. And they say, please give a hand for, and then they introduce them and everyone applauds. They clap. All right. So that's what give a hand means. However, give a hand with, that means to help someone, to assist someone. You guys have heard that in a number of my TOEFL listening podcasts already. If you hadn't, it's probably on my TOEFL ITP listening course. All right. So to give a hand, it's like, you know, it, I, I think one of the situations, a woman was carrying a box and the man said, hey, do you need help? She's like, yeah, can you please give me a hand or something like that? You know, I'm just paraphrasing, but you understand what give a hand with means. All right, so go easy on, that means to not punish severely, all right? But we're not talking about lawyer and all that stuff. We're talking about, you know, go easy on him, meaning don't do too much. And you probably heard this in different movies, probably back in the 90s. Um, and it could be to, uh, someone who's new to a basketball team, to a football team, and, you know, or it could be a father or someone situational where they say, hey, you know what, take it easy. 
meaning calm down or go easy on him. Go easy on her. Meaning don't be, don't do too much. And to go easy on someone, this could be very sports related too, you know? Um, meaning that don't try too hard. Don't hit him too hard, whatever it may be. It's very, very sports related. That's the only way I can actually use the phrase to relate it to sports. Um, will you hear that in the TOEFL listening? Highly doubtful, but just to give you that, there it is. Go overboard. That means to do too much, to buy too much. Um, this is so funny because I always hear this from people, you know, especially my, uh, my native English speaker friends, they always say, oh, you're going overboard. Meaning it could be in a conversation or I could be laughing too much or, um, or doing too much in general, maybe, you know, uh, pouring too much water, pouring too much milk, uh, getting too angry. Uh, it, it could be a number of different things, but it's always doing it like an exaggeration. So, oh my God, you're going way overboard. Meaning you are doing, you, you are speaking too much or you're, yeah, you're speaking too much about a specific situation. As a matter of fact, one of my close friends, uh, due to the situation that I am having currently, um, you know, with the training company uh, and, you know, I ended up getting the email and I was like, oh, you know what? Okay. She wants to be authoritative. All right. Well, guess what? After these last five weeks, y'all could kiss my ass. I'm not coming back here. Get the hell out of my face. You know what I mean? And so when I do say, and, and, and it's funny because I told my friend about this, she's like, you're going overboard. You're taking this way out of context. Okay. Because you're saying everything she says and does now, you're going to be like that just because the situation that had happened before. What I'm here to tell you is I'm just giving you some perspective. It's not what you think. I believe you're going a little bit overboard. Just go in there for the next five weeks, execute, and do as you please towards the end of the course. Maybe things will lighten up. Maybe they won't. Maybe she will try holding positions over you, you know, uh, going forward. But at the same time, again, don't go overboard. Don't make it seem so much than it really is. Damn, boy, that was good. Go with, okay? Would you like to come with me? I want to go with her. I want to go with him. That means to accompany, okay? Now, it could also mean to look good together, to complement, not with the I, with the E. Hey, does this tie go with this shirt? Remember, that was in one of my TOEFL podcasts, uh, the TOEFL Listening Podcast. If you guys have the course, you probably are well aware of, you know, that specific podcast, but he was talking about a red tie. He's like, hey, does this go? She was like, hey, hurry up, would you? He's like, oh, I'm just trying to figure out if this red tie goes with this shirt. That means, does it complement? Does it complement? Does it go with, you know? Me, I really don't care in terms of colors anymore and how I look. However, there are days that I dress to impress just for me. I'm not dressing for anyone else out there. But then there are days where I throw together a blue shirt, green shorts, and red shoes. And people be like, what the hell? I don't care. A color is a color to me. If you're judging me based on colors, you're coming from a place of so much discontent, so much uh, oh yeah I, I i have empathy for you because you're coming from a very bad place <laughs> so hand in means to give back hand out means to distribute hang on okay or hold up means to delay or to wait now the reason why i put those two together is because my student from about four years ago who i still teach this day he makes me laugh so much just absolute it's it's a comedy show for an hour and I would always say, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
but so fast. And then finally he and a couple of others said, um, what if you, well, well, hold on, hold on. What does that mean? Oh, that means hold on, meaning to wait, meaning to delay. Now it could be hold up. You know, you probably hear that in slang African-Americans like, hey, hold up, hold up, man. I'm trying to, you know, this could be running. You probably saw this or heard this in a movie. Someone's running and the guy's running very fast. So you're like, hey, hold up, hold up. That means hold on, man. You know, uh, slow it down a little bit. You're going to kill me out here. All right. Hard to come by. Difficult to find. Good people, growth friends are very difficult to come by. Right. They're hard to come by. And that's all I could say about that. You know, um, what is it? You know, uh, having a, have an amazing job that you love waking up and going to every day. That's very difficult to come by. That's very hard to come by. Uh, great friends, like I had already just mentioned, very hard to come by. You know, having a company that you do so much for, and yet they underappreciate you. Very hard to come by. Me, I mean, that's actually very easy to come by. But it's hard to come by a company that actually appreciates, appreciates you, your services, et cetera, et cetera, right? So in saying that, there it is, hard to come by. Have a heart means to be compassionate. Now, I have said so many times, and I hate to say this, I love, well, uh, yeah, well everyone who's listening to my podcast here in Thailand, I love you all. But I've seen... That, you know, that, uh, at times I believe that a lot of Thai people just do not have a heart. Uh, this could be in terms of someone just like walking, someone who's, you know, uh, trying to get on a bus, someone who's like uh, has a disability and they don't help them, uh, someone who's roadside, someone who's dying on the street. And you know what, to be honest with you, I hate to share this story, but six years ago, I used to work at Toshiba. And I remember there was a horrible accident with a girl. It was very, very sad. I don't want to be too graphic, but a girl was on her motorbike. And next thing you know, something in her head had popped out. And it's so sick because what Thai people do, they end up taking pictures of the dead and then they streamline it on social media. And then those students in that class, we're talking students up between 20 and 55 years old, they tried showing it to me. And I'm like, you have no heart. There is something seriously wrong with all of you for you to do something like that. It's sickening. You really need to go check yourself. And that's what happened when I was in, you know, that's what my life was dealing with those types of individuals. Uh, when I used to work uh, in a place called Rangsit, which is North Bangkok. Luckily, I don't come around those people anymore. Luckily, people don't share those types of, well, I wouldn't say all people don't, but um, let's just say over the last five years, I haven't been around someone who tries sharing me a photo like that, or I would tell them to immediately leave and don't come back in my face again, because you don't respect the dead. You know, I just think that's just mind boggling. So have a heart, have some decency is what we say in America. Jesus Christ, have a little bit of compassion, right? Not empathy. I don't want you to put yourself in the shoe to the parent who actually lost a child. I'm saying have some compassion delete those photos, report the group, and do what's right. That's what I'm saying. So, oh boy, I went off on a tangent. Let's keep it going. Have a hunch. That means have an intuitive feeling. So I, uh, you know, I've had so many of these uh, intuitive feelings and, you know, have a hunch. And I thought, you know, had a hunch meaning an idea, but I guess I was totally wrong. But having a hunch means to have a feeling about something. It could be anything. So many times I've had a hunch in terms of where I work, making big time decisions, leaving, 
uh, getting into relationships, getting out of to, getting out of relationships, um, you know, having a hunch at the end of the year when I remove a lot of people from my life. You know, it's kind of like me just clearing out all of that so I can make room for better things to come into my life, you know, and at the end of the year, that hunch, it ends up, you know, showing up and saying, okay, Arsenio, you know what time it is. It's time to clear it. And, you know, this past year, I cleared a lot of people, people who I met back in college in 2006. Um, and I ended up clearing them out of my life. I had an intuitive feeling that, you know what, if, if we go on a scale 0% to 100%, how much do I put towards this relationship? How much do I try to keep in touch? And I tried my hardest back in June and July. And to be honest with you, her, she never did. She never did. No excuses. No excuses. And so I finally said, you know what? Enough is enough. I think you have, you've taken me for granted for the last five years. You know what? Best of luck to you. Since becoming a nurse, and especially her being American, being out there in America for some reason, and no, I'm not talking about the beautiful souls that moved to America, such as, you know, the nurse that got a, a 27 and her speaking Thais. And no, 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 no. I'm talking about Americans born in America who become nurses, their ego and the, and the ones that become a doctor, their ego goes, their lack of empathy is so sick. And for some reason, once she became a nurse, I guess she probably just, you know, very condescending, looked down on me. So I say, you know what? I have a hunch to kick your ass out of my life. Best of luck to you in your future endeavors. You're shut. <laughs> I keep it real, people. I keep it real. Let's keep it going. I'm a storyteller, aren't I? Have a word with. Oh, my God. That means to speak with someone briefly kind of scares me right um and anytime that happens or anytime a boss comes in or if someone wants to talk to me I get so defensive oh my goodness gracious it's like I say <sighs> you know what I mean like oh okay okay and I get so defensive to the point I'm just like you know like very combative like if you say something I'm gonna jump all over you excuse me Arsenio can I have a word with you and I'm like sure and then I get angry very quickly because I'm like, this guy's going to come in here and he's going to complain. It's nothing good. Hey, Arsenio, great news. Let's get, let's have a chat. No, can I have a word with you? That normally means something negative. Okay. So you can kiss my ass. All right. I'm going in there and I'm going in there swinging. <laughs> All right. Let's keep it going. Have one's hands full. That means to be very busy. Have the time of one's life. That means to have an amazing time. Hear firsthand, meaning get the direct uh, the information directly from that particular individual. Hear from means to be contacted by. Hear of means to know about. Hit it off means to become friendly. Hit the road means to leave. Okay, like hit the road, Jack, and don't come back. Oh, moan, oh, moan, oh, moan, oh. You guys know that song. Hold on means to wait, like I already told you. Hold on to means to grasp. And hold still means to not move. You probably heard this in movies where there are like booby traps and they're like, hold still, stay right there. And they're like, oh my God, what's happening? They're like, oh my God, if you move, we're gonna die. And you guys, if you have seen that movie, the 1917, just watched it, phenomenal movie. My goodness, I never thought that, boy, no offense to my Brits, but I never thought the Brits would act their asses off the way they did in that movie. Phenomenal, very deep-rooted. And of course, you had the guy who plays um, that Marvel superhero, Doctor Strange. And then you had the other guy that played in, uh, what's the, the, Eternals. Yeah, the main guy that was just flying all over the place and he turned evil. 
Both of them were at the end of the movie, but nonetheless, man, an amazing movie. Okay. And so at one specific point in that movie, they were in one of the German bunkers during, you know, the trench warfare, uh, <clears throat> during the trench warfare, which I think stemmed for years. Oh, it's just, oh, it's just, boy, we are lucky to be alive right now. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Oh, Lord. Anyways, so they were in the bunkers and next, thing you know, this rat ended up getting this, um, what is it? This bag off and ended up moving. And then they saw tripwire. And then the guy said, don't move, hold still. And when he said, hold still, meaning, hey, if you move, we die. And unfortunately, the rat set it off. The whole thing collapsed. It was terrible. But anyways, they both survived at that time. But nonetheless, guys, there it is. That is another mini lesson for all of you out there. TOEFL idioms, thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful ESL podcast. Make sure you share this, like me. You can also rate me on Spotify. So do not forget, you can rate me on the Apple Podcast Store. And with that being said, thank you so much. I'll see you guys soon. Over and out.